Good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, because it's fucking new recorded, you know what I'm like with times of day. Um, and welcome to our pre-match pod for match day one of the Europa League. Um, we're away to Standard Liège tonight, what, 5 to 6 kickoff, isn't it? Aye. We are at, what are we at the new? We are at 2 o'clock, so we've got, what, 4 hours no, or so to kick no, off? No, 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 it's 5 o'clock, end of the working day. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Meeting fucking head at that. It's five o'clock. Friend of the modern day. I'm on my lunch show. I'm all right. <laughs> um, and we are obviously looking ahead to our, our European exploits, which are about to begin again for another manic year. And hopefully, we get out the group stages again. Joining me today, as usual, is Master Port Seas, and oh, we're man. delighted that that Baz is also um, with us. How are we doing, lads? How's the week been? It's been quite a happy week, I would say. We've all been walking about with our face masks on at work, but you can tell who's who because you can make out the smile underneath some masks and you can make out the, the frown under the others. You can see there's a wet patch on some of the gears <laughs> I've been running down. But anyway, yeah, salutations to everybody. It's been a fantastic week. We shall, we shall keep that chat for another pod. Yes, yes. Baz, how are we doing? It's been great. I'm obviously still off work at the moment. I'm during my I'm in my three weeks off at the moment, and it has been a good week. I woke up on the Sunday. I was going to say Monday because I might use the old firm games happening on the Sunday. I woke up on the 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 Sunday morning without a hangover, which was amazing. So it was it started <laughs> off particularly well, and it's it's going to be a good week. Yes, I'd agree with that. And obviously, takes us on to the night away in Belgium. It's going to be a tricky game. There's no there will not be any easy games at that level. But I certainly would say that we should be going there, no fear, you know, going to impose ourselves on the game, making sure that we are the team in the sense, we're in, we're in control. Looking a wee bit at Stanley Edge, which I'll get to, and I did do a wee bit of research on them um, yesterday. They play a kind of, they've, they've certainly deployed a similar system to us in uh, five of their nine league games this year. How do we see it going, Paul? Obviously, it's, it's a wee bit unknown because none of us are experts on European football. Um, we're experts in European football, but certainly no Belgian football, I would say. <laughs> so how do how do you see it going with standard the age? Speak for yourself. Baz is the oracle in the Juleper League. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's my second league. It's my second favourite league. <laughs> um, well, basically, I, I did have a bit of research, research, research on them too. Um, and the, predominantly this season, they have played uh, a 3-5-2 system, which yeah. is exactly what Celtic played uh, on, yeah. on, on Saturday. Um, and we always seem to do really well against teams that kind of play that. They're a very attack-minded team, so I got a funny feeling they're going to come out and they're going to try and play. Plus, they're at yeah. home. Um, there is going to be a crowd there tonight, uh, although it's limited. I think it's 4,000 it's limited to, something like that. So there is going to be a crowd in the stadium, um, yeah. but they're all going to be their fans, so which I think it, it, it will work both in our favour um, because our team are used to playing in front of big crowds, um, the quick lake at this partisan, and uh, they have a point to prove. So I, I think I think it's going to be a a very sort of similar game to the weekend. I think um, we're going to look to try and force them out wide, or force them um, sorry, not for wide, force them through the middle, and that that's that, that's where we seem to do really well. We sort of move as one fluid uh, uh, team. You know, what I mean, it's almost like a, a, a the press is high and together. Um, so I think. I'll come to my prediction that later on. I'll come to more about the team later on and, and their team as well. Um, but yeah, I think we're very similar match to what we saw on Saturday. It's just my opinion. Baz, what's what's your what's your expectations, mate, for 
for obviously our European campaign. It's it's a bit unknown at the start, but I think our belief in our team has grown through the last couple of years because of the success we've had under Gerard. So how do you see this one going? Can can we go even further than we did last year? Anything's possible. I mean, last season's success, every every single game last year, especially against teams like Porto, you know, who have won this competition, and you're saying to yourself, you know, we're, we, we can go as far as this team wants to go, and I reckon it's going to be the same this year. If you look at the group, Benfica are obviously the favourites. I reckon, I reckon we, we could win the group. I mean, it's, it's no unrealistic. I reckon we'll finish second, but it's no unrealistic to think that we could win the group. And then obviously you've got the standard... A royal standard liege and what's the, the other team? Lech Poznan. Lech Poznan. So I, I don't even know who they are. Never even heard of them. It's no unrealistic to, to think that we could finish the group first. And I reckon we're going to get after a flyer the night due to the result at the weekend. I think the team will be, will be on, on a high. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure the, the management team will have the, the players pretty, pretty grounded and have their mindset focused. But I reckon they'll still be buzzing. They'll be pretty confident, and I reckon they'll be they'll be looking for a, a good result. I reckon, I reckon they'll be they'll be up for it, and I reckon we'll win it. Do you know what? Here's a, here's a quick start for you. Do you know that we have never won a European away group match with with, with Jared in charge? We've drawn, of course, yeah. but we've never won. No, we haven't. But I think Can tonight. Tonight in the in the Stad Morris uh, Dufresne, I think it's pronounced as in Andy Dufresne. I remember the first time I saw Andy Dufresne. <laughs> um, I think we're going to get our first lead. <laughs> don't shake your head like me, Baz. Don't you? <laughs> I hope I hope you're right, Paul. I do hope you're right. Yeah. And obviously, what are we? We know unbeaten in the opening Europa, uh, the opening group stage of a European competition, the match yeah. for how many years? Because way back to Valencia, does it not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, under Advocate, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so it's a pretty good record. And hopefully we can keep that going tonight. Getting to your team, did we see any change? Obviously, a lot of people say you don't tinker with it because it was pretty much perfect at the weekend. But here's my issue, right? Stephen Davis, at his age, isn't he going to be... You know, he's played for Northern Ireland last midweek. He's come in, he's bossed an old firm game. He then, we're in a European tie tonight. We've got a huge game against Livingston on Sunday. Gerard has a luxury of maybe taking Davis out of it from time to time. Do we see that happening the night? Do we see Ryan Jack coming back in? No. Do we, do we think Davis will, will start the game? I think so. I think um, Davis will start the game and see if Andy will play possibly start on Sunday. Being in mind, um, we get uh, Zungu to come in. He's still, he's still doing his whole yeah. isolating thing. So once uh, I think Stephen Davis is still fit enough to play tonight and on Sunday and then possibly the, the next week as well. But then it may start to start to rotate him out the side a little bit more. But the only change I would make is I would uh, switch Barker for Hadji. Yeah, that's the only yeah. one I would make. That's, that's what I was going to bring to you, Badge. Would, would, would you would you bring in Hadji tonight for for Brandon Barker, given Barker's no his performance at the weekend because he did do a job in terms of pinning their fullback back, you know. But going forward, they could have been a wee bit better, I would say. I definitely. I mean, if you look at it, like the old fun game. We kind of bet them with seven players because McGregor didn't really do anything. And I would say to our front three, when they fire on all cylinders, don't get me wrong, I know Morelos was doing other things. He was passing the ball, he was, you know, linking the plane, he was dragging defenders away. So I don't want to give him too much a hard time. Uh, Kent, I reckon, busy firing on all cylinders, although he did some positive things. Barker, I don't want to turn this, I don't want to no. become one of these people that is just hating on no. Barker because obviously no, no. the management sees something in him and they believe in him. Yeah. 
So that's yeah. that's good enough for me. However, like everybody else, I want to see a wee bit merit him. However, I feel the likelihood is he's going to get dropped for this match. Now, remember, uh, Jordan Jones, uh, Defoe and Edmondson haven't been selected for the European yeah. team. So they're definitely not, not going to feature. So you've got a couple of options in terms of a Barker. When obviously Aribo's new fit, he came on for a, a spell at the weekend there. So you've got options whether it be Haji or you, you could even you could even move Arfield forward and bring Aribo into the midfield, or you could put Aribo in there. So there is options. However, I don't really know how we're going to set up because I don't really know a great deal about the team we're playing. So it's kind of hard to predict a team when I don't really know how how they're going yeah. to how they're going to set up. But the, the, the pleasing thing is that there's so many options now because of the depth we now have in the team. Mm. Whereas last season, we never had that. You know, it was the best 11 are going to start every single time. And now we've got a player drops out and a player comes in and it's still an amazing... Like, you can't just say that's the starting 11 every week. I mean, these players can come and go and that is still going to be an amazing starting 11. And that's something yeah. we didn't have last year. And we've got a lot of depth. So it's kind of hard to predict in terms of who's going to start because of... I don't really know much about the opposition. Well, Paul, you've done a wee bit of research. I've done a wee bit of research. I can't claim to know a lot about them, but I certainly know wee bits because I've looked at it. So, so far this season, they've played nine league games. They've won five, drawn three, lost one. They've scored 13 goals and conceded seven. Their game at the weekend was a 1-1 draw away to Club Bruges, who I believe, Paul, you correct me if I'm wrong here, the Club Bruges are top of the league. They are, and Standard Liège are fourth. Uh, in fourth, but one fourth. point behind. Yes, but one point behind, so it's quite a close league. They've yeah. been pretty consistent. Um, they do have five players missing this evening. Three um, players who have tested positive for COVID and another two who are having to self-isolate due to other, obviously, being close to yeah, players, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, Michelangelo, I'm going to get this wrong, okay? okay. I'm going okay. to attempt to pronounce these names, right? Go for it. Michelangelo Balikwisha, don't know. Nicholas Raskin, Musa Sasako. Um, Damian Pavlovich, Abdul Fessel Soba, and their goalkeeping coach is also no well, they know they'd be playing, but obviously he's not on the bench um, and yeah. because he's also tested positive. So they have been pretty much affected, you know, due to a club Bruges playing club Bruges at the weekend and them testing yeah. positive. A few of their players testing positive knew it's fell into standard Asian and they've they've knew it's, it's happened for them. Going into it, I, I don't think I would like to be missing five year, five year players. Well, um, so you don't know how they're going to react to that. Well, the thing is, if you if you look at those five players, um, Pavlovich and Tipslova are um, they were youth players anyway. The only reason they're separated is because they're sharing the same accommodation that Sissoko is is using, right. and he's right. he's in he's in a sort of rented accommodation with a lot of the youngsters in that are anyway because he's on loan from PSG. He's a defender. Uh, he's a, a, from what I understand, he's a pretty, pretty decent player. Um, the other one, uh, Balak Shiva, um, his real name is William. They call him William Balak Shiva. He's a midfielder. Um, he's he's a he's a definite starter for them, and he's he's a pretty good player as well. The uh, Nicholas Paskin, the one you mentioned, now he's actually yeah. the nineteen-year-old wonder kid for them. He is their great hope. And in fact, um, the um, Belgian press actually uh, are lauding him from the, from praising him to the high hill, basically saying he is the next Belgian superstar, and so he make he makes their team tick. So without him, 
you know, they're, they're, kind of, they're kind of they lose an awful lot of cutting edge. So it's it's, it's bad luck for them, um, and it might play into our hands. And I'd just like to thank any of the Union Bears who sent us sort of drones across from dropping COVID in the training centre because uh, they're, they're doing a great job in all our opposition so far this no, season, aren't they? Mate, I thought I thought it was that Parks buses also supplied standard layers with their match day coaches and the guy's been licking the seats again and, and that's what's happened. Ah, okay. That's what's that happened. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so right, so, we're, we're spreading COVID or oil gaff here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's uh, it's Rangers immune with stuff, so there we go. <laughs> um yeah, so I think um I would I would like to go in with uh, with missing three of our definite starters, uh, but it, it is what it is. It's the world we live in. I'm afraid that's the the die they've been cast. They just have to go on with it and see how we do it. But you know, it's I suppose it, you could see it as a bit of a an added bonus, or it could play against us because their best player isn't playing now. And you think, oh well, you know, that gives us a chance. And you get into that mindset of this yeah. might be easier than we think. So it's double edged sword, but that's just my opinion. Baz, the top goal scorer is Salim Amala. 23 years old, he was born in Belgium, but he plays for the Moroccan national team. Um, he's, he's had 10 appearances this year in both the league and the Europa League, scoring six goals. Now, four of the goals have came when he's played wide left. Now, as Paul said earlier, they kind of they set up and their wing-backs are their, their out, they're kind of out-ball, the same as us, I suppose, in, in some matter, you know, we're aligned to have in, in, in Barisic. And that allows them to drift in the same way Hadji and Kent does um, for ourselves. I think it plays into our hands, as, as Paul was saying earlier, because I believe then you've got Morelos who can, can occupy their three centre-halves. And then it also allows, if their fullbacks are coming forward, it allows space for Ryan Kent, which no matter who starts on the right, whether it's Barker or Hadji or, or Ebo or whoever, Ryan Kent on the left is going to be our out ball. He's going to be the person who can get in space and get at them. Rangers, I think, bads have to go the way we did on Saturday, mate. To get to get the points in this one and just like for like, I I mean if 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 you've done your research and you know how they set up, I mean I was having a wee look uh, just at some of the websites and stuff like that, and I know they they set up with three uh, centre backs uh, at the back. You know, I actually seen they were playing a they played something like a fourth a, a three four three as well as a, a yeah. three five two. So you know yeah. they, they don't mind mixing up the the formation, but I think your man. Raskin was a leader in assists as well, yeah. so he's no playing. So that's going to that's if, if he's a man, it's sort of setting things up. But I think their main man is the centre back. They've got a big, big centre back, thirteen million pound uh, centre back who can score as well. I can't mind these. Uh, Zeno, Zeno Van Housen. Aye, that's that's the very man. That's the man. I think he's a, they're supposed to be their main man. So they've got a pretty decent big centre back there. But like you say, if that's how they set up, then you know maybe the the blueprint will be the same as. But we did at the weekend. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was looking at the, I was looking, I was looking at some betting sites as well. They've pretty much got his favourites to win it. I think Rangers were eleven to ten, and they had this mob twelve to five. So Rangers are clear favourites, and uh, as far as the bookies are concerned. Yeah, I think, I think what might, and I, I, that again, this is where I think it plays into your hands. Is that there's some teams that are set up to be without the ball and hit on the counter. There's some teams that are set up to dominate possession and control the game. I think the beauty of the Rangers team under Gerrard is we can flip between both. So in European games like like Braga and stuff like that, where we've, we've allowed them a possession of the ball, we've still been able to hurt them. I think tonight, for Rangers' biggest issue, I'll be getting you know, that correct. Getting that balance right of 
of when to go, when to push and when to go for the goals and when to just sit back and allow them to have the bond to the sting out of the game. It is a European game at the end of the day. They do have a European style. They will come at us with some threats no matter who's missing. It has to be done to us to get that balance right, Paul, about where we're going with You know what I mean? Don't yeah. don't be going gung-ho looking for goals. Patience, you know what I mean? Take your time and the goals will come. I think um, I, I'm, I'm not going to uh, not going to um, dwell on this this particular thing I'm going to talk about because that's for the podcast we're going to talk about tomorrow night. But Morris Ross, when he was being interviewed and part of it stirred up all this controversy yeah. that's going on just now, he actually says, and it's very true. He says Rangers are incredibly well drilled. They are more than happy to let the opposition have the ball because the way they set up the work rate, how they fight for each other, where they, they instinctively know. Where the yeah. other players are around about them because they're so well coached and so well drilled, they basically say to the opposition, Yeah, you have the ball, you can have it in your half, come at us, try and get through us, see what happens. And I think, yeah. I think, as you say, we're we're set up like that. Um, and and I think as it's going to pretty much play out tonight, we will play to sort of hit on the break because that's how we that's pretty much how we do it in European football, against teams we know can be quite dangerous, uh, and teams we know have a Maybe have play three at the back and stuff like that. So I, I can see his kind of playing like that this evening, you know, surrendering a bit of um, possession, just say, try and play in through us. And then when they can't do that, we get the ball back, hit them hard, hit them fast. And that's how that's how we've been getting goals. And it's a very, it's a very, um, I can't even think of the word just now. It's been very fruitful for us to play like yeah. that. Yeah. Fruitful. Fast. Yes, it's been it's been fruitful. It's been, fr- it's been fruitful. It's By the way, man, I'm writing that down. I still can't think of what I was going to say. Do you know something? Have you, see, have see you noticed how? Have you noticed how professional this pod has been, Buzz? Buzz, we've all been I, talking I, about tactical. We're actually talking about. It's frightening. I'm actually. I don't know what's going on, and that's what we were discussing before we started. When this podcast first started back in the day, it was this is how we did it, Paul. You know, a cup of tea. During the afternoon, recorded it, and then you got involved, Paul. And then it, it just, you know, we started going live, and I've got a fridge yeah, full of says. alcohol here. Do you know, so uh, Paul, you've took his own a very slippery, slippery slope. But see, just to touch on, that's a wild like ride. Talk- uh, sorry, I say more of a wild ride. A wild ride. Do you know what? I, I don't know why I do this. See, when I, I can't hear something, I lean forward into the, the screen, and I've got an, it's, I've got earphones on. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make any it's, difference. It's, I'm, a, I'm it's, a, it's, it's a wild ride, Buzz. Yes, you're right. It is a wild ride. A couple of seasons ago, we would lose possession and I would panic a wee bit because the, the defence didn't look very organised and you always had that fear that they could they could penetrate the back four. See, now, I feel quite comfortable with other teams in possession like we're discussing. And Connor Goldson, Holanda, Tav, Barisic, nobody each other are the entire time in the same way Glenn Kamara and uh, Ryan Jack they, they they pass the ball into a space and they don't even look they don't even mm. they just know where that player's going to be and like you say it's just been drilled into them for two years now and getting a system and it's and it's good to see it finally clicking and it's good to see the players buying into it and actually seeing the result because if you if you're playing a system and there's there's you're not seeing the end result and you're getting a, a bunch of bad results in terms of score lines Heads can go down and then you start, you don't believe in this system, you're like, this, this system doesn't work. But the players now can see the result of their hard work and they've bought into it. And it's it's pleasing to see and it, it makes me feel a lot more relaxed knowing that we're, we're playing good football and we not only offensively in terms of, you know, getting the ball, picking up uh, McGregor, 
out pass, and then seconds later, we're up the top of the pitch, being offensive. But then we've still we've got a really good setup defensively. And you're right about the balance in terms of when we know when to switch it on between your like, defensively and offensively. And I think the team have got that balance pretty good. Just what you're saying, Baz, then about... No, it does, because see just what you're saying about playing out for the back and everyone knows where to vote. The only thing you need to do there is look at the goal against Galatasaray, Tav's goal. Do you know what I mean? It it came through the back line. It came through the goalkeeper. It it worked its way through the team, what, five, six passes later, buzzing the net. That's the difference. That's 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 a team that are well coached. And everybody's been saying it since the weekend, and again, we don't want to dwell on it, but everybody's saying it since the weekend that Rangers are well coached. You can tell Rangers are coached. It's just repetitive. Just keep going in the training ground. Keep doing the same thing. It might not always work. We get frustrated. We've all got frustrated early years under Gerard. Now saying we're still making the same mistakes. He trusts the players. He said it a million times. I trust the players to get it right. And when he and he's now getting his rewards. And I know he's still to pick up a trophy. And the team's still to win something collectively. And that's fine. But that's for another day. We can't win it in the now. We can only beat who's put in front of us. And they're doing that convincingly, and credit is to go to the management team for that and the players. Repetition, 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 repetition. It becomes second nature. I mean, Baz, you're 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 with the offshore industry. You know this yourself. I mean, I spent twenty odd years at sea, and we would do we would do fire exercises every single week. And it wasn't a case of the alarm would go off, you must on that set. It's the alarm would go off, everybody get dressed up, and you would have you'd have a pretend fire and you go and do and people are going why do I have to do this all the time I'm fed up with this fed up with this until they come the day the races and it's a couple of times being a ship not being big so the fire alarm goes off middle of the night fucking hell it's a real bloody fire everybody just goes that and you're there and before you know you're doing exactly as you're trained to do nobody's hurt nobody's injured the, the, the problem's dealt with and that's exactly what it's like in the football field just now the guy's yeah. doing it again and again and again and again and again something goes wrong or something happens the instinct of the new nowhere to go all of a sudden Balls in the back of the net, or we've, we've or we presented the goal being scored against us because it's in here, it's drilled into them. It's almost like muscle memory. Yeah, it's taking but, some time though because um, oh, there's just that saying about madness is defined as doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it kind of started off a wee bit like that, but we're doing the same thing, and not, and you can see people were getting frustrated, especially when you're going to these places like Livingston and Grant Points or whatever. Yeah. And people are, why are we not changing things? And I guess it just takes patience. You know, we as fans don't have patience, right? We're not interested in being patient. We want the, we want the result, we want the three points. And it's good to see it's actually paying off because the players come under a bit of stick. I'm sure the management have come under a bit of stick. Why are we not changing things? Why are we going with the same thing and it's not working? So they've stuck with it and it's now paying off. And I think now the fans and supporters can actually see it paying off a wee bit. And hopefully everybody calms down. And, and gives them the opportunity and chance to go out and do with the day. But I see in the 80s, I wasn't born, right? But see in the 80s, you had the soonest revolution. Now it's Gerard's evolution, right? He's got a plan that he started with and it's evolved throughout the years now. This is now his third season in charge. He's getting there with it. He really is. You can see it. You can see what he's trying to do. You can see it working. You can see the players that's clicking. Tav's benefiting out of it because he knows he's got a manager there that trusts him. Goldson, he trusts him. Yes, they've had their ups and downs. I've been the first to criticise them, but he's stuck by it and he's getting his rewards now. And the beauty of it, European football is near the be-all and end-all for Rangers, right? Because we know where their priorities lie this year and every year after that, obviously. And Baz, you've been quite vocal about it. 55 is all that matters, right? And that's that's the goal this year and nothing else matters about that. How quickly Gerard's team have evolved is due to the European game. 
it's dunty how we've been able to go to places like Porto and even Leverkusen, although we get taught a wee bit of a lesson because they're a great side, Braga, we've went there and we've evolved as a team and that makes games like Saturday and, and, and the performances like Saturday possible because the players know what's at stake. It's like a European game. And that's it's, where tonight becomes important for us. You know, it's, it, it's, it's always important in terms of the, the business aspect. You've got to yes. realise as well, see, see if it wasn't for a run in Europe last year, the funds that that generated... Yeah, would we, would, we be able to, would we be able to sign the players that we've brought in without a decent European run? I don't know because I don't know the the you know the that's going you know, behind the scenes in terms of investment money. But Europe, the the accountants and the people who are who are sitting with the checkbook and Rangers will be happy with a good run in Europe because it brings in revenue. Obviously, we're not getting anybody through the gates at the moment in terms of fans and all that sort of stuff. But European games generate money. And that then gives you the funds in order to sign players to make your team better for your domestic competitions. So although 55, without a shadow of a doubt, is the most important thing in your season, a healthy European run is is also beneficial, you know, in yeah, terms of generating, you know what I mean? You. Yeah, I think it's not it's not just the generating the revenue, Baz, it's also it's the stature of the club as well, you know. Yeah. Players, players, will, players will want to come to Rangers because it's a big club. Players will want to come to Rangers because of Steven Gerrard. But players will want to come to Rangers because we're competing in Europe again. It gives them a chance of playing European football. It's everything combined, the whole thing. So uh, European football is incredibly important, uh, although 55 is the ultimate goal and it, is, and it should be the end game for us, especially this season. Um, I think European football is incredibly important to the club because it's, it's, it's big. Increases the stature of the club. You know, we're getting back to where we should be, back yeah. back to the pinnacle of Scottish football, back competing heavily in Europe. That's what we, that's what we need to be need to be doing. Oh, Paul, I'm not saying it's not important. I'm yeah, yeah. Far from it. hundred percent. It is totally important. But what I'm saying is, fifty five winning the league this year has has got to be our number one main priority. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that weekend's a European run or anything like that. If we get to it, this is just my personal opinion, right? If we get to a European final, just say we win the, the League Cup and we don't win the league, I don't see that as a successful season. Now, people will say, oh, shut up, you're talking about a slot of shit. That's just my personal opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I reckon 55 is our main priority. If we don't win that this season, then I don't see it as being a successful season. Even if we win the Scottish Cup and the League Cup and get a good run in Europe, I would not count that as a successful league. Buzz, a successful buzz. campaign. And that's see any other opinion. season. See, any other season, you could win the league again and again and again. You'll never win the Europa League or the Champions League for that instant, often. So any other season, I'd be going like that and saying, do you know what? I would take a wee draft out this year of the league to win the Europa League because I think for the club it would be tremendous, right? As much as we can't pick and choose, we have to win the league every year. But see, this season, this season, there is no choice. <laughs> this season, it's win or bust. Do you know what I mean? mean? It's win or bust, and that's it. Tough. I think, I think, to be honest with you, if you saw that um, interview with Gerard after the last home match, he actually said, "We can. It doesn't matter winning here today. Um, the most important thing is May, 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 May. As long as we, yep. as long as we are standing here in May, celebrating, that's all that matters." And that, and that, that to me says, him, his coaching staff, and the players to a certain degree. Although the players won't be down looking down that channel just yet, but he's he's in the mindset now. Of, we have to be here as champions in May, and he's building and he's driving the team towards that. They'll start as, as the season goes on, and we start to keep going and start to keep going. If we keep winning, keep winning, and we start to pull away, he'll be drawing it in 
stay calm, stay focused. Me is all that matters. Yep, 100%. And that is the evolution, the Gerard, that I'm talking about, because the Gerard who first started, that wouldn't have been the mantra for that. It would have been bumming up the players about how good that, an achievement that is. And it is a good achievement, again, to reach the group stage. But again, to think to have his head and gone, but we've not achieved it. We've not won a trophy. We've not done it. We've just completed now what the Rangers fans expect. And mm. that's European football. That's it. It's an expectation. And as Baz quite rightly says, see when that team lines up the, the night, doesn't matter where we're playing Celtic, Standard Liège, Barcelona, the Rangers fans will expect a victory. And that's who they're there representing. They can't pick and choose the competitions, do you know what I mean? Although our most focus and importance will be on the league, the night come, what, the back eight when the game finishes, if we don't win, we'll be disappointed. Of course we will. And that's the nature of the beast of being involved at, at Rangers. I, mean, I think Gerard, when he came, he actually spoke very eloquently, he spoke very well, you know, institution... Very proud and honoured, you know, he's aware of the ta- size of the task ahead of him. I don't think it's really taken until the collapse at the end of last season him to realise actually, no, this is this is much, much, much bigger than I thought it was going to be. And the expectations yeah. are weighing far heavier. But I think he's going off because I, mean, I think after after we'd uh, something happened, I can't remember what it was, but he actually said, you know, I need to take a couple of days away and reflect on myself and my team. And it was a hard game. Ah, he's like, he's like fucking, fucking, he's going to quit. No, I think he's yeah. away and he's, and he's re-evaluating thought himself. No, let, let, let's, I need to have a slightly different mindset here, you know. And I think he's come, he's come back much, 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 much stronger, both mentally, yeah. tactically, and um, I think the team has uh, done it as well. Just, just no Dubai this year. Baz, we'll get to predictions. What is your, what is your thoughts for this evening? What's your, what's your score predictions? Well, like I say, I don't really know a great deal about this team. However, just by looking at things online and stuff like that, I, I predict that we're going to win. I mean, again, I'm just looking, this was another, another. Uh, I was just looking at our fixtures, they're coming up in fixtures and it's saying that they are, the, they are 23 to 10, which is pretty much, what did I say, 12, 12 to, to 5, uh, similar to yeah. that. And uh, uh, we're, 11 to, we're 11 to 10, so the bookies have us as favourites. So, on the limited information that I have, I'm going to go out and say that we're going to win 2 0. I like it. Clean sheet and everything. I like it. The lot. That's, that's, that, by mm. the way, and that shows you how far we've came because there was a time when we would never have backed Rangers to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. It's horrendous at times. Yeah. Um, Paul, what about yourself? What is your, your prediction for, for this evening? Well, uh, I haven't like uh, you see, I've done a bit of research and looked at the results and stuff like that. Um, and I actually put in the group chat a couple of days ago, uh, agreeing with Baz. Basically, I think it's going to be two 0 to us. Haven't looked at them. Hang on a minute. How how could you put in the group chat a couple of days ago <laughs> that you agreed with me when you didn't know what I was going to say? No, 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 no. I didn't say. The group chat. I, I agree. With I, I, I was in the group chat a couple of days ago and I agreed with Baz. Sitting there with a crystal ball. I think I think I think Baz is going to predict 2-0. I agree with that. <laughs> I think I think I put in the group chat um I forgot I forgot to ask Baz uh, for his uh, prediction for Thursday at the end of the last pod because we just went, uh, okay, bye. And uh, <laughs> and only after I went, shit, I forgot to, I forgot to discuss Thursday. So I, I said, oh by the way, we're gonna win 2-0. I think it was yesterday. Well I looked into the future and I disagreed with Baz. And I said, <laughs> I said it's going to be three 0 to us. Yeah. I said, and the reason, the reason why, is I believe there is goals for us in this. And if we can keep the back door shut, 
there could be it could be like Willem to eight, you know what I mean? There could be plenty there as we want because mm. the way we set up, if we're on it, they'll never be able to live with us, and that's no disrespect to them. But Rangers just have too much in pace going forward. If Morelos is on song, you're you know, it's it's there's no doubt about it. But again, it just as Baz said, you can't look back now at the Celtic game and live off that. You've not done it and you've just won three points. It's time to move on to the next game. And then we get another huge game against Livy and Sunday where we're for, even some of the most ardent Rangers supporters will be sitting there saying, we've done this before though. Let's see if we can go and beat Livy now. You know, and, and that's the nature of the beast for us. And, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully we're all saying we've turned the corner. Hopefully that was the issue that. last season. Uh, that was the issue 100%. last season. You're, you're going to be play, playing Braga, Porto, these games, massive big fixtures. And then you're coming back and players are struggling to get motivated against teams like Hamilton. Now, that's a mindset. You know, you need to be able to get up for the, the wee games as much as the big games. But the thing is, see, this season, there's no such thing as a wee game, especially yeah. when the league's concerned. You know what I mean? You look at like your teams that are like Hamilton, St. Mun, all these teams, they're just as important as playing Celtic, Aberdeen, or whoever else. Every single game is worth three points, and it's imperative that we get the points. Now, Livingston have got after a bit of a weird start. They're, where are they sitting? They're sitting, they're sitting eighth. Um, they've, I mean, they, they, they've done well against that mob. I think they got a couple of goals. And um, they've lost to Kilmarnock, St. Murn, Hamilton, Hibs, Aberdeen, Celtic. They drew with us in Motherwell. And they, they've only beat St. Johnson, Ross County, Dundee United. They're scoring goals even when, even when they're losing. Now, obviously, Robbie McCrory's there having... A decent, a decent start of the season, but I don't think he obviously featured because he's your player. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know obviously losing Lyndon Dykes was a bit of a blow to them. So I don't really, I don't. They're kind of having a, a mixed, a mixed start of the season. However, I fully expect us at home on a lovely grass surface to go out there and and dominate the game, and I expect us to break them down. Once we get a goal past them, they need to open up, open up a wee bit. And the thing is, Livingston, Livingston will have a go at it. You know, they like to put the boot in. They're dirty bastards. They like to get in about it. And I don't see them just sitting in. Do you know, do you know no. what I mean? If you, if you look at the results of scoring goals, even if they were playing Celtic, I think they scored two goals. Uh, J- Jason Holt, I think, scored one of them, didn't he? I don't know if it was a penalty or whatever. But um, they'll have a go. And I think they'll eventually open up. And I expect this to take about three or four after Obviously, Paul will get into the Livy game a wee bit tomorrow. Yeah, well, nah. Probably in a wee bit more detail um, tomorrow. But I feel as though before we go, we should pay a wee bit of attention to tomorrow because we have a special guest. And we've not mentioned it much on Twitter, us three. <laughs> <laughs> but we should probably mention it that hopefully we'll be talking about a, a, a terrific Rangers win tonight, again away from home in Europe. Gerard's first, as Paul's tell us about in the in the uh, group stage and we have you ever just thought to yourself I fancy spending my Friday night with a Rangers legend every Friday night I yeah. fancy that <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we great patter we great jokes <laughs> stop talking with me now <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow night we're obviously joined by one and Derek Johnson um, huge huge legend at the club huge figure at the club the amount of goals the guys scored for the club is frightening um, and I'm looking forward to getting to chat about TJ tomorrow. Now, obviously, we're we're going to have a wee chat, maybe, and, and decide what we do because we want to speak a bit about DJ and his career and go with that. And we also want to get DJ's thoughts on this Rangers team this year. 
because it's an important year as we've as we've stressed throughout this podcast. So how I can't wait, mate. I'm, I don't like to sleep tomorrow. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing about it. I, I, you know, the word <laughs> legend gets through about doesn't it? It's like yes. people throw the word legend about and all that. Oh, Rangers legend Graham Dorrance. What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Aye, do you know what I mean? Like the, the word gets bandied about a wee bit too much, but this is a genuine Rangers legend. Barca Bear uh, scored a fucking bunch of goals in. I I don't know. I don't really know what too much to say, but I'm certainly <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. I actually saw him play. There you I'm go. That, I'm that old. There you go. He's, there that, you go. he's that old. <laughs> I'm so, that old. Yeah. Just gives a wee insight, Paul. Do, what do you remember of DJ playing? When you seen that youngster play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. He was. He was. He wasn't. He wasn't um, too old actually. Then he was uh, late teens, early, 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 uh, early twenties. Yeah, just just remembers banging the bloody goals in, his smile as he's running away, holding on. Yeah, 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 that sort of stuff. Just, right. I, I was only a young lad myself. You know, what I mean, I, was, I barely remember it, to be honest with you. But you know, yeah. it's exciting times. You know, being a, being a youngster going to Ibrox, sitting on uncle's shoulders, and all that sort of stuff. It was great. Right. Do you know the thing, well, man? There's not many players that can say they were a striker but could play centre back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that is versatility in it. Like that. Your that pal is, tried it, but remember, your pal that played for them tried it. Mind you, you're talking about the other day there, Sutton. He tried it. I was <laughs> fucking useless at it. <laughs> your pal. <laughs> your pal. I was, I, I was. I even I was going. What's he talking about? I don't well, he was about. going a wee bit of a rant about him last week, wasn't he? Ah, <laughs> he was ready to kill him last week. <laughs> before you go, before before you sign off, um, yes. I, I know you're getting close to it. There's something I would like to. It's just a little shout I'd like to do because I saw it yes. earlier on. If you don't mind, um, um, as a as a site on Twitter, uh, it's a guy, uh, American architect, uh, and who is. There's 3D models, and he's done one of Ibrox. You, most people watching us will know and talked about Stadium for Ants, and he's at Stadiums for Ants, and he's made one of uh, made one of Rangers uh, Ibrox uh, with all the surroundings and drive and all the buildings and all that went about it. And yes, actually sent it over to the football club. Um, the Rangers Charity Foundation have it in their possession, and it is being auctioned off at ten pound a ticket. So if you want to go onto the RFC Charity uh, Twitter. Page or uh, they're on their, their web page and buy a ticket and get yourself in for this this, this model of Ibrox. It's absolutely fantastic and it lights up. It's got all the stadium lights and everything. It's great. So I said I'd give a shout out. I'll probably do it again in the podcast tomorrow night as well because it's such a worthy cause. I mean, it's only was it was only going something like uh, seven or eight hours yesterday. That has raised over four thousand pound already. That's the range of support. That's the support. You know what I mean? It's, it's bad. By the way, just on that, we are talking about the Rangers. Well, we're talking about the youth development company. Colin Stewart announced, obviously, or they said thanks very much to Colton Streetwear for oh, their donation. Their donation comes from ourselves and four lads had a dream. Paul, it was your idea. Um, the cut of every sale. Basically, for uh, Copen Street, will take their cut for the manufacturing and the production and the shipping and all that stuff, and quite rightly so because of their hell of a job. And the cut that basically we would get as a podcast, Paul, you quite rightly turned around and said, Why don't we donate it to the Rangers Youth Development Company? And we did that, and they've handed over, I think it's £150 just this week from ourselves and four lads had a dream. So I think that's a hugely positive thing to mention as well that we're investing yeah. in our in our club here. We're investing in our future and buying. And there's going to be more merchandise. There's going to be bar runners. There's going to be 
what else did he tell me? Oh, there was a hundred things he told me. There's going to be tons of stuff coming out that's going to be pod logo hat, on it. Hat scarves. Oh. Uh, the hat's, a, hat's amazing, by the way. It's a, it's a big top hat, and it, but it also turns into a stepladder for you. It's great. <laughs> so there'll be more. There'll be more merchandise there from the pod. Um, I'll be buying a take to the gym. Yeah, there, yes. there it is. And remember, it comes in loads of different colours um, as well. So, no, definitely go on to their website, buy some pod merchandise. And what you're doing is you're investing, you're not lying in our pockets because we don't get anything out yet. You're investing in the future of our club, which is what we're all here. That's the purpose of our podcast, it's to support Rangers Football Club. So, just saying that, yeah. that big signing next year when you've, when you've got your Battle Fever podcast hoodie on. And we make that big signing next year. You can see it yourself. You know what? I am. I don't know. That was me. I helped. I helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just need to see Leon King, mate, away training with the, with the squad before, obviously, when they're going to Belgium and stuff. That's right. that's helping. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's all about. That's that's what these these um, the Rangers Youth Development Company do, and Colin Stewart and the guys there do a tremendous job. Yeah. So, coming to the end, on our Rangers. Hope your team wins. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. Absolutely.